0: Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message.
1: All right, welcome this morning. Thank you so much for, uh, for being here. Again, I'll just say, like, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm blown away by the, the passion of this people, like really the, the absolute authentic passion, and what, what's transpired from us literally focusing on this, this scripture here from David, of one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, that I might behold his beauty and inquire in his temple. There's such, a, there's such a, a, an authentic it's Him, really. It's, that's what's coming out. You know, Ben's talked about it a little bit, but it's, it's Him, and, and that expression is the only thing that really transforms anything in this world. Yeah. You know, we can sit in here and be, and be moved by a song, and, 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 you know, people have powerful words, and I say this a lot. They have, they have songs that they've written, and they're powerful, and the words are great, and they can actually create an energy within you that makes you excited, and it inspires you, but you can get that from anything, you really can. There's songs on the radio that, man, I, I could be lost in what I could call glory and be crying all over the place and moved. But what happens whenever a, a family is okay with lingering, yes. when, a, when a people is okay with just saying, Holy Spirit, let your wind blow, when people are okay with saying, you know, the, the path is, is the reward, yes. my walk, what I'm doing, when, when people are genuine, like, people say that all the time. There's a lot of there's a lot of words out there, right? There's a lot of people that say things and never do anything. That say things but they've never actually walked those things out in their heart and in their spirit. So what comes is just a facade that looks like The right thing but never actually transforms or changes anything but with a people that literally have set their hearts in the middle of a storm in the middle of all the circumstances swirling around them they said one thing have I desired of the Lord I've been brought to this place I'm linked together with this family and I'm going to be a faithful people that's transitioning into faith man everything else becomes authentic and real and we have something so special and so authentic and I'm just thankful to be a part of it to be honest with you I really 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 am <clears throat> yes, amen. I, uh, I told Ben that I, I genuinely was thinking, considering just not saying anything, because what I'm going to say this morning basically is just going to be the, the word version of what was done here uh, in the worship version, which is, I guess it's all worship, in the song version. Um, but I, I just, I can't get over how amazing it is when we just sit there for a moment it happens every time. Every time. I, I, they were getting done with, with the Wild and Free song, which is awesome, and it's great, and it, and it can move me, and it's, it's awesome. But they get done with it, and Ben kind of looks at me. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Mark, but there's three songs on there, <laughs> and we've gotten through all three of them. And let me strum it with ring. Amen. Hall, ring, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go on. And there's just something in me that says, nope, not yet, not yet, not yet. If it's just silence, not yet. And, I, and I've been guided by that, and every time that I've been guided by that voice, Holy Spirit shows up. And that's what we want here. We don't want somebody with a great word or, or some next revelation. We, want, we just want Him to come into this place because when He comes into this place, we leave completely different. There's something that's imparted into us that can't happen through a word or a song, and so whenever we stop and we're in the lingering, I'm just thankful that I have a, a family, I can come together, because I could do that at my house, right, like I could just linger and just sit there and wait and do whatever, you know, with him, but when I can be a part of a people, a part of a family that's willing to do that, whew, how much more powerful, how amazing is that, it's awesome, it's awesome, so Ben and Jeff and I, I mentioned last week, we had the honor of going to South Carolina for a leadership meeting there with Apostle Damon and and his crew, and it was, in, I mean, not just the word, but just the setting and all the people. It was absolutely, I I can't, I incredible doesn't describe it. I mean, we were just going nuts. It was, ins- we uh, the night before, I actually was like, I don't think I want to do this because that was the night Leo got sick. Eva was supposed to go, she could not go because Leo's sick you know, we're, we're driving. It's eight hours to get to the place. We're staying the night there. for the, We have the service that night. We stay the night, wake up in the morning, and drive another eight hours back. There's a lot that needs to be done here. There's a lot that I had going on, and I genuinely sat with Eva at about 9.30 the night before and was like, I might, I could listen to this on a podcast. Like, I really <laughs> could. I don't understand, you know, wh- what exactly I'm doing here. So, so we, um, but we made the decision to go. I needed to be faithful. I told the guys. I knew the guys were excited, and I wanted to to do what Yahweh had told us to do. So, so we went, and um, and it was insane. I mean, just absolutely incredible. The setting was there was a ton of leaders from all over the nation, probably the world. I mean, people that that if if you if they named, I can't even name all the Christian you know preachers and stuff. Ben, Damon would say, "Oh, this person's here," and he'd be like, "Oh my gosh." Like, yeah, right, <laughs> sweet, I know him, <laughs> um, but, but there's a lot of very uh, influential leaders that come into this room to sit down and listen to this man, and this is what's, in, that's great, that's awesome, but this is what's incredible about it. The word was amazing, but the way he honored this people in this room was even more amazing. He brought us up in a setting like that. He brought the situation of the hurricane and how that there's a move of Yahweh coming to this place that no one has ever seen before because of the faithful ones that came before us and the faithful ones that still stand in that place on that land. He, he honored us. And you, you've probably if you listen to the podcast and he goes off on that, then you hear about three voices screaming. And they're like, <laughs> well, that's the, the Panama City people right there. But he also one of the coolest things that happened for, to me or for me, and I think for Jeff even, is that uh, during him speaking, he stops and he says, "You know that young man freaking out over there, pointing to Ben." <laughs> he said, "That's Apostle F. Nolan Ball's grandson," and he starts talking about lineage and he starts talking about about the purpose of the generations and he and he and he uses him and you know Ben is just flooded and at the end he says, "I will I will not." I will not uh, dishonor a moment of having someone like him here uh, without, by, by not recognizing him. We're not taking up an offering, but I want you, I want him to leave uh, with a few thousand dollars or whatever you have. Um, I want him to stand up. And of course, he said, you know, Ben, how, what, what do, you, how do we make the checks out to?" He's like, uh, Nicholson, N-I-C-H. Uh. <laughs> I, w- I was shocked at the non-hesitation. You know what? We know how to give, but we also know how to receive. Come on, glory hallelujah! Um, but it was it was absolutely amazing. It really was. In a setting like that, he 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 talked about F. Nolan Ball. He talked about Benjamin Nicholson. He talked about the Rock of Bay County. In um, among all of these leaders, he used that in in his message, and I just. I, I just I honor that. I'm thankful for that. And, and one of the things as far as the message that he's talking about, he's been in this in a, for a while, and I'm not going to go into all of it. I think that you, uh, you need to listen to what he has to say about that. I, I, I release this, people, to go if you want to open. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty safe with myself about who I listen to, or, or I don't really listen to anybody, to be honest, except for maybe Damon. But uh, listen to it. The past three or four uh, podcasts about Isaiah blow your mind and give you, uh, give you some revelation and some context for where we're going and what kind of people, what we possess. I, Samuel Clement the other day, he said, uh, he said, hey man, could you give me a book of the Bible to, um, to look over? And I was sitting there, I was like, well, let's think. Maybe like John or, you know what, why don't you jump into Isaiah real quick and see what happens there? <laughs> And so, it's, uh, it, it really is, but um, real quick, let me jump in. I just want, I think that this will give us a little bit of context of some of the things that I want to talk about this morning, but it's, uh, let's start in Isaiah 11. It says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt belt of his waist. Wolf, also, Listen to this now. We're talking about Yeshua. It's a prophecy of Yeshua, but, but, but he dwells within us. So listen to this, how this turns. He says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain." Why has that been? For the earth, planet, the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Regina's talking about. We got that wrong. An apostle brought that revelation to us about how how we're not looking off to heaven somewhere. The problem with that is is if we're not looking off to heaven somewhere in some you know glorious day out there that you know in the sweet by and by, what what are we looking to today? What are we called to today? And, and so what he's what he's talking about here, what he starts to what he start what what Apostle Damon has started to talk about is is where where are the redeemer? He he took these scriptures. He actually took Isaiah thirty five, which I can read real, real quick. But he uh, he took Isaiah thirty five and compared it to uh, the story of Ruth and Boaz and the kinsman redeemer, and it's powerful and amazing. Again, not what I'm trying to get into today, but but for us to realize, we say we make this statement all the time, and we have throughout. Yeah, uh, church, that I've heard it since I was a little kid. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Same Spirit that that rose Christ Yeshua from the dead now quickens our mortal bodies. Am I cutting out here? A little bit. Do, would you guys rather me grab the microphone? Or are you okay? Okay. Um, but uh, but so so that he he if we're gonna make these statements, I say this a lot. But if we're gonna make these statements. Let's add some depth to that and some responsibility of who we are, because if we have a, he is a redeemer, we should be redeemers. On, if we're going to be image bearers, the earth should respond to the redemption that we carry, that these things, when we start to talk about Isaiah 11 or Isaiah 35, that there starts to come a responsibility, there starts to become a... Uh, a um, it, it really for me an exciting like joyous purpose in this world that that we should not just live here and say this is how it goes and it, honestly if there's ever been a time that we have had the opportunity to exercise some of this redemptive property that we have within us yeah. today's that day I felt for a while that that we're in like a Noah-like state like, Yahweh has obviously, through natural means, the hurricane, things ripping back, all this, there's, a, there's kind of a clean state being presented. And I don't sit here and worry about, is there another storm coming? You know, I, I, the radio and everything, it's hurricane season, you know, and we're still trying to get roofs on our house, we're still trying. I'm really not that worried, because what I see, because I see the hurricane in a completely different light. Because I see it as such an opportunity that I don't want to miss. Like that I really don't, I don't want to miss what we have been given here. A clean slate to redeem, to exercise who's within us and change the world around us. It's got to be that way. And so there's responsibility that comes with that. There is a responsibility that comes with that. And I said last week, last week was such a prophetic thing. Yahweh was speaking to me some things. I didn't touch the notes. We, uh, been, it's same deal. We lingered and there's such amazing things that came out of it. And I'm, I'm so thankful for it. But Yahweh's kind of made me deep dive into some of the things we talked about. But we said, you know, I just started to speak of the, uh, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate day and night. Like, the the responsibility, he says, if you take that that section out of all the things you should not do, it says, is the man who walks in the delight of the law of Yahweh. So all of these things don't exist within the kingdom man. He does not stand the path of sinners, and he does not sit in the seat of the scornful. And to me, all of this comes around the protecting of this, the power in this. And that's where I'm getting to of, of, what, of what Ben started to prophesy, uh, Andrew, all of them started to speak, and, and, and even the words that came forth today, that there's, that there's a power in this the word. And if there is a power in the word, then there's a responsibility to guard the tongue and guard what comes in first and foremost. And so, so I want to, I I love, I love to talk about Isaiah 35 and Isaiah 11. And I, and I love to talk about, about the things that I believe that we have inherited as kingdom sons in this earth. I love those things. But as, as a, as a, as a, Pastor, as a leader, as, as, as someone that has an opportunity to speak words of life to us and try to try to uh, let Holy Spirit come through and speak, I, I, I feel a responsibility myself to make us aware of our responsibility, that that thing doesn't just come, that we can't just start releasing words and saying these things, because even Yeshua said, "I do nothing, I don't first see my father do. But see, most of us really don't want that responsibility. We say we do. We'll say we do. We'll come in this room and we will shackalack and we'll declare these words. It's it's, it's a, uh, a holy thing to be wild and free. It's... It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, Isaiah, oh the 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 viper's pit and the lion land and the lion eating straw and like things not coming against us and man, what a glory that is. But we then then we gonna then we're gonna sit there and go back and say, you know, um, you know, uh, th- this land it's it's torn up. This 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 is difficult. This this is not. This doesn't look like how I need it to look. This, this situation isn't quite like how I need it to be. And there's a people that, that, uh, that sit there and they, they talk about the mountain. And they were called to speak to it. You know, we, we talk about a mountain that grows and grows, but Yahweh told us to speak to the mountain. To speak to it. To declare to it. But we sit around and we talk about the circumstance and the situation. We come into a place like this to be flooded with a sense of energy and, and what we want to call glory so that we leave feeling better. But I want us to leave with, a, with, a, with, with more government and more peace. With a, with a greater influx of Yeshua within us and a responsibility to guard the words we speak because we create the world that we live in. Not, 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 I'm not talking about just say it, just, you know, well, I don't see these things. Put on my blinders and I don't see what's around me. But I have a vision of what's within me and I know who's within me. And when he comes alive, when I start to, to, one thing have I desired of the Lord, what the product of that is, is that I start to be an image of Christ in this earth. And so I have responsibility to guard what I speak over this earth. And I should, I've said this so before, but, but righteousness is not legalism. It's not, right? Like, righteousness is not legalism. You're not going to get there by following this rule book and law righteousness is about being aware, it's about the awareness of what you host, of who you host, the righteous one. And if you start to respond to the righteous one, then you start to be righteous and speak righteousness and speak peace. You know, I know we have needs. I know that we, I have needs, I have wants, I have desires. I want things to look differently. I want things to see, I wanna see things differently, but seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh, and all of these things will be added to you you know that that's actually talking about anxiety it's talking about worry that whole scripture it says uh, consider the lilies how they grow they don't they don't they don't have this this they don't have to toil and spin It talks about consider those birds that fly that don't sow nor do they reap but he provides for them and then right before that seek ye first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you he says i know your wants i know your needs But seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh and all of these things will be added to you. So those who walk in righteousness and believe in this promise that he's given us, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto Yahweh. (laughs) And his peace that surpasses all understanding, his peace that surpasses all understanding, all understanding. See, we say all of these things and we just go off and we just. But has it become rooted within you to where you are the man who's blessed because you walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, because his delight is in the law of Yahweh. And in that law does he meditate day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. He's a tree that's planted by the l- rivers of living water. And he brings forth fruit in every season, meaning that even though the circumstances around us don't look like, or the the, the circumstances within relationships or financial things or or whatever it might be, don't look like how they should. I'm a tree planted next to the, the river of living water and I will bring forth fruit in every season and everything that I do will prosper. There, there's a there's a there's a responsibility that brings forth the fruit. Yeah, that's right. that's good. Proverbs 20, which is obviously a, a, goes right into this, but it says, "A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips he shall be filled." "'Death and life are in the power of the tongue, "'and those who love it will eat its fruit.'" The problem is, is that a lot of us start to, when you fall into that trap of that you, that, that you speak, ne- and I'm not just talking about neck, we're not getting basic here saying the negative things of people. Like that, we, we got to get past that anyways. We don't need to be fed by speaking negativity over people and over things and just the situations like speak life over people in your situations. Let's get that through our heads. But what I'm trying to get to is, is what, does, what does the power of life and death do to the land around you? Due to the world you live in. For Yahweh so loved the world, the cosmos, the planet, that he gave his son. And his son came back to be, to, to image forth what a redeemer can look like. And now we, he ha, he's within us and we walk as that redeemer in the earth. And the planet is waiting, is, is waiting for the sons to be, for them to stand up and to, to say something. Didn't y'all just say that in a song just a second ago? You wrote, thank you, Yahweh, that songs are coming out of this house. That's it. I've been, I've been praying for that. I've been praying for that. That's amazing. But, but. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. The problem is is that we get into a place of being satisfied with just talking about the mountain. You wouldn't think you would, but just sit back and have a conversation and say, listen, we're not going to say any, not one thing negative. Negative. Not one thing. We're not going to say one single thing negative going on in the planet at all. If it comes up, all we're going to do is speak life over that situation and sit there and see how quiet your conversation is. The natural man does get fed by this thing. We've created a fruit that we eat and it fills our bellies, but it's not life. And so when we're ingesting this fruit and then we come out to speak, what's coming out is death, not life. There's power of death and life in the tongue. And so, so <laughs> that's why it's, there's a responsibility of righteousness. Above all things, guard your heart. Like This, this is where everything flows from. And the mind processes it, processes it and goes into the heart, and from that we speak out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, for me and I'll say this, and I believe that this isn't just for me you've always been speaking to me so much about what I let in through this gate, because it's going to dictate what I let out of this gate. So, I, so I'm, I'm very, very protective over what I'm allowing to come in because as Yahweh started to show me a couple weeks ago about, uh, about the story where Rebecca is talking to, to Jacob and, and she takes what Isaac's words were and she says exactly what you just heard, but let me tell you what he said. Or I also said last week, you know what the first, the first words the enemy speaks in Genesis are? indeed the lord said indeed the lord said most of the things that we deal with and most of the negative things that i think that we allow into, into this gate is a, is we process and we we filter and we try to we start to compromise the word of yahweh in our in our hearts he gives us a word. He gives us a path. He gives us. He he tells us promises like, like uh, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. He talks about uh, be anxious for nothing. But we go through and we process our circumstances through the mind. It gets into our heart of how that doesn't make sense, and it starts to be what we speak and feed off of. And uh, and I and I, I, I Yahweh gave me this story to to talk about today, and it's a little bit uh, gruesome. Honestly, this is a biblical story. Don't worry, but it's a little bit gruesome. Um, but it's how we should approach the voice within our head about this thing. It's how we should. It's how we should. How I'm learning to process things. We talk about the spirit of bum 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 Jezebel, and this is the thing. As soon as I say Jezebel, some people. Are like, yep, there's some Jezebels in this one, in this room right now. This woman, da da da. This woman did this. This woman. The spirit of Jezebel has, has risen up against me throughout this, uh, this, this path this past, past year and a half, and it, it really has come th- mostly through men. I've seen this thing come up. and now, I know all the women are like, "That's right. Finally, Come on, glory, glory, glory. It's the men they're getting me. What I'm saying is that the world the, what, what people do is they take this book and they read it just like how it's written. And they don't allow Holy Spirit to interpret and say that. I'm talking about a spirit in this story. I'm talking about some people that aren't Jezebel manifest the spirit of Jezebel. That want to manipulate and want to to seek authority and seek high places in your life and and in my life. And, uh, And allowing that to go on is the worst thing. Us saying everything's okay. The millennial mindset, I can say it because I'm on the high end, but I'm a part of the millennial group, that everything's okay and we'll flow through our feelings and everything's gonna be good and we don't have the path of righteousness. He leads us on, yes, but we walk with one who is righteous. So that response should look different than anybody else in this planet. Uh, Stone, you just talked about that, my man. You, you know, it should look different. How, that's, that should just tell you right there. Come on, that should tell you right there. Man, I don't see any fruit. I see fruit, but it's not the fruit I want to walk in. And that's what this generation I'm seeing is they're so about the authentic and real. They've done the whole church thing. They've done the whole religion thing. There's a lot of that being shoved down their throats. There's a whole lot of YouTube videos of people in the presence and everything. nothing's changing. It's the same thing after the same thing after the same thing. So why wouldn't I just want to walk in a path where I just can be Whatever but a a real and righteous people that are okay to linger for a minute and can stand in a path and can stay in a path and live a life of holiness and live a life of life that's not trying to spew out their religion and what they believe, but is literally walking in the fruit of what they've been speaking and it's life and life more abundantly, that impacts the globe. That impacts the culture. That changes the mindset. How, 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 transformative is it for some, a, 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 a group that maybe has never uh, seen anything other than church as you know, praise and worship for uh, 15 to 30, and then we'll get the speaker up here who has, who has everything written out. You've done your Sunday school, and you've done, look, I'm not knocking all of that at all. Because that sometimes is a starting point that that's an impetus to go on to something greater. So I rejoice in that. Where I where I have where it makes me sick is whenever we herd them in like cattle and send them on out, and then they'll be back and herd them in like cattle and send them on out. Because when they come back for something real, there's nothing. There's principle and not a king. And not, there's, no, there's, there's, there's knowledge that they have, but there's not glory within them. There's not fruit of what they've been speaking. Nothing's changed. And they might see a, a miracle here and there, uh, but, but it doesn't, it, you never knew me. You remember, you know, the scripture it talks about, well, we did this, we healed the sick, we did blah, 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 but you never knew me. So someone that never knew him can do all those things too. First off, we have no excuse. Secondly, I'd rather know him than ever have to worry about all that stuff. 2 Kings 9.30. Now when Jehu, the man, now when Jehu had come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. And she painted on her eyes and adorned, adorned her head and looked through a window. This is not talking about that she made herself pretty to seduce him, and that's, it, it, she's, she's in a high place, she's been given a high place for some people that will not deal with her, and allow the manipulation, allow the false worship to come in, and all of a sudden she's been elevated in a high place, and she is actually proud of where she's at, and she thinks that that high place gives her authority over this situation. So so she adorns herself and she puts the, the um, she adorns her head and, and looks through the window and it says, then as Jehu entered at the gate, she said, is it peace, Zimri, murderer of your master? Zimri was a king for seven days. He was a king for a week. And what happened is he overthrew his, uh, the, the, the king at the time he, he murdered him, he assassinated him and took his throne. And he was a king for seven days before the army decided that they'd rather have Omri as the, as the king, and they chase Zimri into, uh, into the palace where he does not want to deal with captivity, so he lights himself and the whole thing on fire and kills himself. So what she's doing is immediately mocking him. So you have to go back. See, I want to jump back and read things and get some historical accounts so we don't just say, is it peace, Zimri, murderer of your master? And we don't know what that actually means. You've got to see the position from what she's coming from. She's in a high place that she's been given through people who won't deal with her. And she's sitting up at the top and just saying, and saying uh, you know, this is, this is what you look like to me. You'll, you, you, just, you just got anointed king. That's cool. Uh, you're going to be a king for seven days and the army is just going to take over you too. You have no place here. She immediately challenges him with that. But listen, and he looked up at the window and he said, who is on my side? Who? So two or three eunuchs looked out at him. Then he said, throw her down. So here's the powerful thing in this moment. When does he use her name? Never. When does he give her a voice? Never. When does he respond to her criticism? Never. He doesn't hesitate. He doesn't let that thing get rooted and start to ground. He comes already convinced of how he will approach the situation. He comes in immediately and says, I'm coming in and I'm dealing with this, period, done. Not gonna have it come linger back and we'll talk some things and we'll, we'll kind of play the political game and we'll, we'll say, we'll suppress it for now, we'll be good, let's get in agreement and then later on, we'll have to deal with it again. And we do this. We do this with things that come up in our lives and the, th- the processing plant within our mind, the things that we allow in and some, he gives us a word, he gives us a promise and then we process it through really, This mind, what's in between our ears, which honestly can carry the spirit of Jezebel. Because it's a manipulative thing. Indeed, the Lord said, let me take the word that you heard and say it back to you. The problem is is that we've given the word for them to say back to us in the first place. We gave the platform in the first place. We gave it a high place in our life in the first place. So he rides in and he says, Then as Jehu entered at the gate, she said, Is it peace, Zimri, murderer of your master? And he looked up at the window and he said, Who is on my side? He's coming in with the promise, the convincing of, Be anxious for nothing. That if Yahweh is for me, who could stand against me? So he rides up and he says, Who is on my side? Who? And her eunuchs. Her people that, are, that uh, aren't, aren't stuck in, in dwelling within her, her whole thing, aren't, aren't controlled by her, but are serving her, her own people. Jehu doesn't touch the woman. Jehu keeps as far away from this situation as possible. He rides in, and before this, he had already taken out her son, who tried to run and said the same, is it peace with you, Jehu? Because they did not know he was going to come riding up in here Lopping off heads. But he comes and he says, who is on my side? Who? So two or three eunuchs looked out at him. They, then he said, throw her down. So they threw her down and some of her blood spattered on the wall and on the horses. And he trampled her underfoot. And when he had gone in, he ate and drank. Jehu is so not worried about Jezebel, that most people have given such a high place in their life, have given such, a, such a, a, a platform to speak into their life. He's so, so, so convinced of who he has within him and the Lord he serves that he goes in and has him a drink and some food. Oh, and then he remembers, hey, then, then he said, go now, uh, see to, to this uh, accursed woman and bury her for she was a king's daughter. So he goes in after, he steps on her walking in, just so not worried about it, comes in, sits down, has a drink, eats, and then he's like, you know what, she is a king's daughter. So in the natural, we'll go ahead and give her a proper burial. Hey guys, go go grab that wretched woman out there and go ahead and bury her. So they went out to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palm of her hands. Therefore they came back and told him, and he said, "This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Elijah, the Tishbite, saying, "On the plot of ground at Jezreel dogs shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel shall be as refuse on the surface of the field, in the plot of, at Jezreel, so that they shall not say, 'Here lies Jezebel." So that they shall not have the opportunity to bury something down deep and come back and make that a monument. That they come back and say, Man, man, this, this could come back. This, this this thing is always a reminder. No, because when Yeshua walks in, when the king comes, he deals completely. It's completely gone. There's no going back, there's no looking, there's no creating a monument to go back and say, Yeah, I remember that time. No, 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 no. He wants that thing to be completely dead and done. Done. And the reason I talk about this today is because of the high place that we've given things. We think of this story and we're like, oh, Jezebel, this natural thing, this woman. And then we and then we start to, we, we get a lot of insecure leaders that call every woman a Jezebel that has a word of righteousness in their tongue and they don't wanna just let them release because they're scared that they'll get overthrown, but they're not confident in themselves enough as a leader to say, how about I just raise up these righteous women, these righteous men in the earth and let them it's not about my word it's about his word yeah. I'm not saying that the spirit of Jezebel doesn't have uh, all the tools it needs throughout a woman and how she operates there's, there, there's a way to do that and it's biblical and that's true but, but I, what I'm saying is that do not sit here and act like Jezebel can't be between your own ears because you're a male and that Jezebel and that Jezebel has to be an actual natural thing right in front of you. It's the spirit of Jezebel. It's the spirit of Jezebel that comes against the kingdom. It's the manipulator in your head that gets into your heart. And from that, you speak. And from that, you speak. So it's time that as kingdom people, we bind up these words, that we, we shut the gates Do not entertain her. Do not address her. Because she's after the authority that we're meant to possess. Jezebel leaves when you don't give her a platform. It's it's as simple as that. My mom and every probably Christian mother... Uh, you know, in the South always told their kids this, but whatever you feed grows and whatever you starve dies. It's time to starve some things. It really is. It's, 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 it's time to just say that something's not okay and then not turn around and judge people by it, that that's not, okay for, that's not okay for you so it shouldn't be okay for them. Don't worry about that. You worry about what Yahweh said's not okay for you. You worry about what Yahweh has put in your heart and there's some things that won't make sense to other people. There's some things that, that, uh, that Yahweh keeps me and Eva from that tells us you, you, this isn't okay. It was okay in a day. It's not okay now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't make sense to y'all if I said it. Right. But we know we know that the word of Yahweh does not need to be compromised, does not need to be molded and shaped to fit our lifestyle and to fit how we want things to work out. But, they, but, but, but the way we deal with any kind of Jezebel in our life is there is never a platform created to, deal, to, to, to begin with. The gate has been shut. And we, I believe, we're talking about dealing with, what did you say? You said something about... about uh, basically along the lines of leaving here without something, that there's a transformation, something like that, I'll go back and listen, but he's, his, his heart was that he's talking about a transformation today, that we'll leave here with, think, deliverance, there you go, that there's, a, there's an actual deliverance, there's a deeper working coming within you, there's something that changes today in this moment, being present in this time, that we walk out of here completely, completely changed, and I, I believe that's going to start with us dealing with the spirit of Jezebel between our ears, not in front of us, not based in somebody else, not, not pointing the finger that I can just slice someone's head off and deal with it. I'm talking about what you actually allow dwell within you, the high places in your life, because out of the abundance of the heart speaks, the, the mouth speaks. What, what about, what about the, the conversation I talked about having with nothing negative, and it's hard for us to speak? That's true. What? That's just me, huh? No. It's, it, I, I'm, but what, what I believe is happening is that there's a people feeding on life. Yes. That what, we're, what Yahweh's taking us into is he's taking us into by one thing have I desired. When he takes us into his presence as priests, that he will send us out as kings. We represent the king. We're image bearers, giving us authority to speak over this earth because he can trust that our word is his word. Yes. Not our word is his word that was processed through the enemy, processed through my mind, processed through this. And then, you know, listening to this preacher over here and this preacher over here, a couple YouTube videos of worship, and then this negative thing I heard about politics, and then, oh, but then, bam! Yeah, yeah. Now, that ain't his word. There is no compromise in the word of Yahweh. James 3, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in the word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. a world of iniquity, the tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the, cur- the course of nature. And sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell for every kind of beast and bird, of, uh, a bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. It is, it, it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made <laughs> in the likeness of Yahweh. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. So, so we say all that stuff, and when you're reading it, you're going, oh, gosh, well, cut the tongue off. Like, what am I going to do? This thing's poison and deadly and hell and all this kind of stuff. Man, not for the kingdom, son. Not for the one that does not give Jezebel a place. Not for the one that is, that is, that is not, that is not uh, sitting in the seat of the scornful nor standing in the path of sinners. Because he's the blessed man, and everything that he does prospers. And so Yahweh knows that that man's planted and that woman's planted in him. and he knows the things that Yahweh says, and believes these, these promises, he a life, lives a life that is, that is unto him, unto him. Last week I said, "Shut your mouth unless it's unto him." And I probably no one's responded to a message that I've spoken as they have to that little section of time there. Finally, he got frustrated and said something boldly. But no, I, my heart in that is that I'm so passionate about what I speak now. Because sometimes I see myself speak things in, 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 my, in, my, uh, in, in my place where I'm not around you guys, in my own home. And Yahweh immediately gets that ship's rudder turned says, look, you are guiding your whole body. You literally, the world you're living in has been created by the tongue in your mouth. What you let out and what you speak over this land matters. And I want us as a people to start walking in a place where we realize that there's a responsibility to this. Yes. It seems, you know, if you, if you just said that on paper, that seems super simple. But if you ever realize that this controls everything and everyone around you, the way you see things, the world you live in. If you have a redeemer within you, you should be you should be poised and positioned and not relenting, you should you should use this thing for life. Cuz in the power in the tongue there is life and there's also death. Did y'all get me this morning? There is life and there is also death. So First, the call I hear this morning is start to close the gate. Shut the gate. Shut the door to your mind. Stop allowing things that should never, ever have root in between those two ears. Let that thing be shut off. And if you have something that's already there that's created a high place in your life... Throw that thing off. Speak to that mountain. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about the things that have been going on. And every, speak to that mountain. And this is the thing: is that most people don't know what that mountain is in your life, and it gives you every ability and opportunity to stay behind in the hidden places. Because y'all all at church right now. You dress nice. You look good. You look like you got joy on your face. But what happens when you go home? What happens when you go to lunch? These eyes, gates. What we look at, gates. Righteousness is not about legalism. I'm not trying to give you some kind of uh, path and, and prescription to follow so that you can be righteous. I don't have that. I have that for me. But you have to be aware of these being gates, these being gates. And ultimately this being the gate into the redeeming redeeming of the earth and to live in an Isaiah 35 with these things that I tell you to go back to and listen about what Apostle Damon is speaking about and it's powerful amazing things it's incredible it's awesome and I'm so full of life listening to it first and foremost I have to go kick a Jezebel out of my head and I need to see that thing completely have no place in my life that I'm not going I need to make sure that I'm constantly going back to the one thing have I desired, that I'm setting myself apart unto him, that I am the man that's blessed because I don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I don't sit in the sea of the scornful. I don't stand in the path of sinners because now my delight, what I feed off of, the fruit of my mouth that's filling my belly is life and life more abundantly. I choose life every single time. I know that the power of death is there, but I don't utilize that. I speak life. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: share since your message is so, I think I shared this when we went out to eat That the message. Oh yes, oh my gosh. Um, Holy Spirit gave me this kind of song, this word, back in August of 18. And um, I guess it'll be a song one day. (laughs) But it's called Let There Be. And it says, Oh my Father, you be you in me. So my heart and eyes see what you see. Rule and reign in me I will become what you meant me to be Only then I can say Let there be And it will be so Only then. <laughs> I will know Ongoing and everlasting The earth is crying out Let there be Creation calls Let there be Suns will arise Let there be One unified voice Let there be Let your kingdom come your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Come on. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. The point is this morning that He wants to come through you. You are the answer. You are the answer to this planet the completion between Yeshua in you is the answer. It is the hope of glory. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen, And the goal is for the earth to be filled with the knowledge of the glory or the goodness of Yahweh like the waters cover the sea. That being so obvious that it's like the sea being wet. That's the world that we should be going towards. I think religion took us off that path after Yeshua, but we're here now. There's no reason to look back at the past, but there's a, all the reason in the world to stand in the here and now and take authority over who the kingdom's sons are supposed to be. Sons and daughters. That we don't allow things in us that we, other people might think are okay in them. Again, not legalism, but be guided by the path of the right. It's a path. It's not, it's not a religious lifestyle. It's a path. The Hebrew word means it's a path. It's powerful today. He wants to come through you. You are the hope. See yourself as that and respond accordingly. Amen? Amen. Yahweh, we thank you and we love you. Thank you for the word. Let this word not sit idle on the hearts of the people, but let it open up. Open up into their spirit. Let them leave differently than they walked in here, Yahweh. Let the responsibility, let your government and your peace rest on their shoulders. With that governing of their body, let there be more peace. Let the peace that passes understanding permeate their life let it be the fruit that people see in this earth we are redeemers and we shall act accordingly Yahweh we we thank you for the righteous call we thank you for the opportunity to dwell in a land that needs you and that we can allow you to come through us let it be Yahweh we declare this in the name of Yeshua amen be blessed everyone I love you
0: thank you for listening For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.